Hey, product people, welcome to the Product to Profit podcast. We're pulling back the curtain on what it's really like to scale a product-based business profitably and getting into the mindset of a seasoned buyer. I'm your coach, Kristen Fisher, a former corporate retail buyer with over 15 years of experience working for some major brands that you would definitely know, turned six-figure e-commerce store owner of my own gifting brand, Boku, and a retail strategy coach for product-based business owners, just like yourself. Inside this podcast, I have honest conversations about what's going on inside of my own business. And I'm also sharing insights to help you get inside the mindset of a buyer to start applying big retail strategies to your own small retail business. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So this episode today is going to be a little bit similar to maybe some conversations that I've had here with you before about your wholesale strategy. But I think before I have focused solely on your outreach strategy, and this is going to be a little bit more about solutions for different buyers. So not only your outreach, but kind of your entire wholesale strategy. I think that when you first start out wholesaling, right, it's okay to cast a wide net. You're learning, you're going to reach out to brands or stores that you're like, maybe this isn't the perfect fit for me, but I just want to get my feet wet with wholesale. You want to start out small and not overwhelm yourself with those big retailers at first, but you just kind of cast the net, put yourself out there and you start to realize, okay, I got this, I can do this. And then you start to dream bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're thinking about, okay, now I want to see my brands or my product on the shelves of these huge retailers. You still, though, are going to have your brand on the shelves of the small retailers. So the conversation that I want to have today is about having a customized solution for the different types of buyers and retailers that you're going to be selling to. And that goes all the way back to your own internal strategy and how you're kind of setting up your wholesale business to support that. Now, I'm not a maker. I am the first one to say I'm not here teaching you how to wholesale. I'm here to really support you on that buyer side. And so I am showing you or giving you some guidance from the buyer's perspective of that experience whenever a brand reaches out to me as a buyer, what that experience looks like whenever we go from that first and conversation all the way through the product hitting the shelves of the store that I'm buying for. If you're new listening for the first time, you might not know this, but I have been a buyer for major corporate retail companies like Urban Outfitters and etc. I won't even list them all. And also my own small business, which is a gifting business, Boku. So I have walked trade shows. I have been pitched. I have done the pitching myself and everything in between. So I kind of have the lay of the land on the different types of outreach and experiences that I've had from different brands that I've been working with and buying from for, you know, almost two decades now, which is gross to say out loud. So we'll start with the actual pitching part of this, but it goes a little bit deeper than that. So you first want to consider the types of shops that make sense for your brand and your product. 
And I know I've said this before, but I think it's really important to understand or to articulate this again and again. You need to have clarity before you pitch. That's really the first step to having a successful outreach conversion rate. You need to have the clarity about where you envision your brand going in the future. Where do you see yourself in five, 10 years as a CEO? Where do you want to say, my brand is in these retailers or this is the scale of the business? And if you want it, to be small boutiques that cater towards a more artistic client, then that's great. You want to have that clear vision. The more you can kind of niche down, the better, but you want to have a clear vision before you even start pitching because you're going to then be really strategic about your outreach and you're not going to waste your time or the buyer's time. So when you get clear on your vision and you have a really targeted outreach strategy, you can then be strategic about what you are pitching to them. And the reason that I say what you are pitching to them is because this is where the strategy comes into play. So you have your full line and you can pitch that entire line to everybody, right? But then when you go a little bit deeper and you start to kind of assort for the buyer, this is where you make it really easy for buyers to say yes to you and take that leap to bring in your brand into their shop. Because a lot of times you might be reaching out and you've just started to form a relationship and and they might not fully know you yet, and they're getting to know you. But when you show them that you understand their store and you are pitching them the product that you think is going to do well for them, this is gonna make them feel more confident in bringing you into their shop. So the obvious first step is to (laughs) pitch your best sellers, right? Like every buyer wants to know what your best sellers are because that makes it a no-brainer for them to say, yeah, okay, cool. I know that these things work for other shops, so I might as well try them for my brand. It's a lower risk. Okay, of course, start with your best sellers. But then if you start to think about what products actually make sense for that retailer and you start to build out mini collections for them, that is when your pitch becomes really powerful because it's really tailored to them and it shows that you've done your research. You've looked at the product that they carry and you've looked at what could work for them. And I think that that is where kind of the magic happens. So you can... I guess what I could say here is you could create templates where you have a couple different types of retailers or types of shops that you'd be reaching out to, and you can preemptively curate some collections that universally would work. So for example, I have worked for Urban Outfitters. I mentioned that before. So when you're reaching out to that buyer, you could tailor a group of products that would work well for Urban Outfitters. Then when you reach out to a small retailer like Boku, so my gifting brand, you might want to tailor your product to gift boxes and things that would work well for those types of brands. So you could have tailored groups of products that work for big retailers, that work for gift shops, that work for uh, maybe a little lifestyle shop that's an apparel company where they also have some home goods or things that might work you know, smaller price points that work better to round out their apparel collections, that kind of thing. So you can have a couple templates so you're not reinventing the wheel every time you reach out, but you could then tailor the actual uh, message that you include in there. And you could say, hey, I noticed that you carry X, Y, and Z brands. I think that I'd be the perfect fit for that. Here are some products that I think would do well in your shop based on what I'm seeing in your shop right now. Boom, that is a really powerful pitch to a retailer. Okay, so I wanna talk about 
the wholesale solutions component. So when I say solutions, that's kind of a, I don't know, weird corporate word, but when I'm saying solutions, I'm saying you want to think about the process and the buyer's experience when they're buying from you so that you can provide the solution for them for the way that they will be ordering from you and the way that they will be absorbing that information and turning it into an order. So when I'm talking about this, I'm saying the buyer from Target is not going to be coming in and buying from FAIR. They probably don't even know what FAIR is, to be honest with you. I didn't know what FAIR was until I opened my own business. Actually, FAIR launched around the time that I opened my business. But the point is, as a corporate retail buyer, you don't even know that these platforms exist for the most part. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but I'm assuming that they do not know what FAIR is. Even if they do know, it doesn't matter. The point is, they're not going to be buying from you from FAIR. They're going to be placing a direct purchase order. So on the flip side, your dream boutique probably is buying from you from FAIR, where you can send them your direct link to obviously avoid the commissions, or they want to book directly through your site because they are not necessarily looking for that FAIR relationship. They just want to place the order with you directly. Or if you are going to market in Atlanta or you know, the trade shows Shop Object or New York Now in New York City, you have to have a different way of converting those buyers into purchasers or the, I should say the retailers into buyers, we could say it like that. So where you show up as a brand and your different ways of ordering wholesale are going to really set your brand up to scale and to have a really multifaceted wholesale business. So you want to think about the wholesale customer's journey with you so that you're really reducing the friction for the buyers and you are streamlining your own internal processes. Like this is, I think, one of the biggest things too, as we scale, just continuing to refine the process that we have in place. I'm experiencing this with Boku right now and it's an uncomfortable spot to be in, but I I love it because it means I'm growing, but it's, you know, the more you can think ahead of what scaling is going to look like and the process that you put in place to get you scaling in a, at a faster pace that feels good, the better off you'll be. So things like creating SOPs or standard operating procedures up front are going to really help you and your team have a process to follow. So when we're talking about things like FAIR, and what that process looks like from a procedure perspective on the back end. You could have an SOP set up so that you have steps in place for the outreach, directing people to fare, when the order is placed, how you package and process it, how you get it out the door, and then what your follow-up looks like and how you're continuing to nurture that relationship after the sale. When you are you know, pitching via email to larger retailers, what's your process look like for that? Your email templates, your outreach templates, the process, the timeline, the trackers, once they actually place the order, Each time you place an order with a bigger retailer, they're probably going to be a little bit different because they all have their own systems and processes with their distribution centers and their packaging rules and guidelines. And it can be a massive headache to learn that. So documenting that process from start to finish with each retailer so you always have that reference to go back to are going to help you down the road. Even things like markets, having an SOP in place for your trade show and market plan will help you so that the next time you go to one, you just pull out that SOP and you're good to go. But the internal process makes it streamlined for the buyer as well. So having that really clearly defined will help you and being clear about where you're showing up and where you're going to be 
pitching people and how you're driving the buyers to go from that conversation to the purchase, just like you do with your D2C customers, right? If they're customers on Instagram, what's that process look like from them going from finding your cool reel through your website and actually placing a purchase? Like that customer journey also applies to your wholesale buyer customer journey as well. If you're just starting out, direct ordering and coming to your website and actually having a wholesale platform on your website itself is amazing. Emailing you and filling out a form also works just fine. And then you can grow to being on a wholesale platform like FAIR. And I I don't recommend starting out on FAIR before you have any idea what you're doing. So either seek out some advice and some support to make sure you're doing it right or just wait until you're ready because FAIR will really optimize you if you do it right from the get-go and you'll have a much better chance of success on FAIR. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but you really wanna think about the different channels, where you wanna show up, Are you going to trade shows or are you not? Does that not make sense for your brand? Are you going to be unfair or not? Does that make sense for your brand or your margins? There's all kinds of things to consider when you're thinking about where you're showing up, what types of buyers you want to attract, and how you are funneling them through your purchasing process once they decide that they would like to place an order. Okay, so if you're talking about your website and as your ordering platform, you wanna make sure you have a catalog that you can send to them as a selling tool. From that catalog, where are you guiding them? So if you're gonna guide them back to your website as your ordering platform, do you have a password for them to log into and the discount is automatically applied? That's great. It does make it a little bit more complicated. You wanna make sure that it's not impacting your stats for your total website. So I'd I'd recommend having a separate platform that could be a different um, Shopify site. So you have two that are connected and the one is your business name, wholesale.com, something like that, so that you have separate stats because it gets a little bit messy whenever you are doing a 50% off discount code, you then lose sight to your D2C business. Okay, so think about that on your internal side, but your own website ordering platform, treat it just like a D2C experience where they are placing the order, they get an order confirmation, and they get emails to nurture them to follow up afterwards, right? You're creating that experience. Then they get the product, and then what happens? Do you have additional emails that go to them? How are you nurturing that conversation so that they come back to place a reorder with you? So there's a lot of interesting things you can do with your own website ordering platform that I actually don't see happen a whole lot. So I think there's opportunity there, particularly if you're trying to move away from fair or take some pressure off of fair. For trade shows, so if you're taking orders at trade shows or markets, how do you want that order experience on site or after the show to look like? And what do you want the reorder experience to look like? How are you following up? How are you directing them after the show to either order from you or reorder from you? Are you driving them to your wholesale ordering platform and treating it like, you know, your own internal offer? Are you giving them a Google sheet? Are you directing them to fair? I want you to think about like what that experience looks like for them. I recently hosted a trade show secrets masterclass that was such a blast. And I went deeper into how to really leverage trade shows and markets to grow your wholesale business and really stand out to buyers. So it's all about the trade shows from the buyer's perspective. It was a lot of fun. I'll drop the link in the show notes if you want to catch the replay of that. Um, I got a lot of great feedback from it. Those of you that came to it 
I feel like it was valuable. So I would love for you to check it out. But that leads me into FAIR. So there's, that's kind of the next piece of it. What is your marketing strategy with FAIR? How are you encouraging people to order through your direct FAIR link? How are you setting up your shop and your collections to make it easy for the types of buyers that you want to attract to shop from you? And really, how are you doing that editing for them? I do cover some more tips on FAIR in episode 16, so you can check that out. But I'm also super excited to announce that, okay, I loved the Trade Show Secrets Masterclass so much. That was my first live masterclass. I'm officially hooked and obsessed because it was so cool to just see your faces and have real conversations on the spot. So I'm going to do another masterclass, but this time, shocker, it's going to be about FAIR and it's called FAIR Secrets. So it's going to be Thursday, July 6th all about how to stand out on FAIR. I have done a lot of work with the actual FAIR team and brand success team. So I have tips and details directly from the source on how to optimize your FAIR pages. And also just from my experience buying from FAIR for five years now about how to really make your brand stand out. So this is going to be awesome. It's about a week or two before what the FAIR summer market usually is. So it's perfect time to get your FAIR strategy in place. And the best part, you guys, I'm going to do live FAIR audits. So if you're on the call live, I will audit your FAIR site for you and I will give you feedback on how you can optimize it and things that I think you could do to help um, boost your performance there and just really get you ready for the fair summer market, which we all know is such a huge time to capture buyers. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that I walked through this clearly um, because I'm kind of just doing it off of the cuff, but just thinking about your brand where you want your brand to be in five, 10 years, what types of, types of shops that you want to be in and how you can really position yourself to those retailers that you're reaching out to, to say, hey, we have the perfect solution for the product that you're looking for that's gonna do well in your business. Here's how to order and really cultivate that experience and that buyer journey with you from the outreach all the way through to reorders and hopefully becoming lifelong retailers that shop from you forever. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you have an amazing week. I have a couple more episodes coming out and I'm really excited that I have a little summer series coming for you that really just walks you through how I use my own summer downtime to prepare for Q3 and Q4. So stay tuned. That will be coming in a couple of weeks. All right, that's all I've got for you today. I am so glad that you're here. If you are loving the show, I would be beyond grateful if you would just take a minute to rate and review this podcast just to help spread the word. Now, there's something in it for you too as a little thank you. If you leave a review, share a screenshot or just share the show to your stories and tag me at product to profit coach on Instagram. You'll be entered to win my new monthly giveaway where you'd win a hot seat coaching call with me. You'd have the option to record it live on this podcast, which not only would be so much fun, but would also give your amazing brand some visibility and you a quick win. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week.